Um, so I, I want to share this morning, I, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sandy. You're a man of faith. Uh, part of uh, this morning of what I'm going to share uh, came out of a dream that I had one night. What oh, is my throat? Um, I mean, not a long dream, but it was a short dream. But it so affected me um, and really showed me, I believe, of what happens in our lives. Um, and this happens to every person, I believe, um, in our life. Uh, but I wanted just to, just to, by way of illustration, uh, just read a, a short passage of Scripture uh, from Joshua chapter 6. Um, and this is nothing, well, it's not part of my sermon, but I just felt this morning people needed to hear this um, as well. We all know the story of Jericho. We all sang the songs in Sunday school round the walls of Jericho. Uh, many of us, even in churches, have marched round um, uh, and just prayed down those walls um, of division and what has been stopping us. Uh, and uh, yeah, I remember one uh, Sunday morning in Sunday school, we just got boxes and we just made a huge wall of boxes uh, and we got the kids just marching round. Um, and then there was going to come a shout, and they were just to kick that wall down. Um, and just the excitement of just bringing that wall down. Um, so the, here we have uh, Jericho, which was tightly shut up. And God had said, this is the city uh, for you. You are going to take this city. Um, and God gave them a strategy. Uh, and we all know what that strategy was. Walk round the walls of Jericho once every day, and on the seventh day, seven times, that they were to walk round these walls, and then they were to give a shout. Um, and here we have here, when the people, uh, before the shout, there was going to be the sound of the trumpets, the horn, the ram's horn. And so, just picture yourself in Jericho, walking round walking around, imagine the, the, just what is going through people's heads. What's this all about? Why are we walking around? Why are we walking around looking up at the people looking over? Imagine the discussions of people. Imagine what their conversation, do you know what uh, Joshua is all about? Why has he got us doing this? There could be other things, talking about normal parts of life. I hope we finish at 12 because I've got uh, a lamb in the oven. Um, I just, what on earth is he doing? Are, are these walls going to come down? Um, what's going to happen? And they're walking around. And then, they have to walk around seven times. I mean, I wish we had a Fitbit in those days. And they were to listen, when's the shout? When are we going to hear the ram's horn? What's going to happen when the, 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 the ram's horn is blown? A shout. How loud have we to shout? Have we to shout really loud? Just a, a normal shout. And so all these things, and then they hear the ram's horn. And they 
shout. And they shout. And when the people heard the sound of the ram's, ram's horn, they shouted as loud as they could. I'm tempted to go for a shout here, but I'm... I'm not. Suddenly, 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 say suddenly. suddenly. These guys watching online, say suddenly. I heard that. Suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. And you know, many of us miss this part of the verse. And the Israelites charged straight in to the town and captured it. They went in. And you know, in a lot of times, if we put it into our, our spiritual lives, yeah, a lot of times I've been walking for a long time with Jesus, walking, sharing life together. You know, as if walking around, looking at the walls of our life. Uh, many of us, as they shouted and the walls came down, many of us went, wow, wow, that was spectacular. I mean, our shout brought the walls down, and so we tend to settle just for the spectacular. But, you know, God is wanting us to go in and possess all that he has for us. God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. And you know, the people of Egypt, because says we are, are the people, Israelites, out of Egypt. And they could have settled, whoa, we're out of slavery. We're out. But God didn't just want to bring them out. He wanted to bring them in, into the promised land. Uh, and this morning, I want to get that across to us, that God is wanting to bless our lives. Do you believe it? God wants to. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing through Jesus Christ. Every, the promises that we'll hear that was promised to Abraham uh, are ours through Jesus Christ. Do you know, this year, as we felt that God was asking or showing us that it was time to step into all that God would have for us. Um, and again, it is like God wants us to possess the blessing the promises that he has promised us in our life, we have to get before God. Get into God's words. God, what is, what is your promises? And so I want to ask you, do you know that God wants to bless your life? Do you believe that God wants to bless your life? A lot of times we look at our lives. I mean, we teach our kids, don't we? Behave and you'll get a reward. Misbehave, your reward is gone. And we grow into... Christian life, thinking I've got to be good and God will bless me, and if I'm bad, God won't bless me. Yes, we are called to live according to God's Word. And I really believe that the motivation is our love for Him, that we want to please Him and we want to do His will. 
Galatians 3, 29, and now that you belong to Christ, you are the children, the true children, the seed of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Oh, let's go for an appeal now. Let's go for an appeal. You know, when we, I mean, how many of us, let me ask you a question. How many of us have made the decision to, I'm just going to go for God? Do you know, I've looked at my life and I thought, come on, give myself a shake. God, this morning I'm making a decision. Lord God, today I'm going to go for you. God, this morning I'm going to go and join with other believers and just worship the name above every name. I just want to be with people and worship Jesus. And then suddenly, something happens. Oops. Burst pipe. Sorry, God, maybe tomorrow. Or a problem or a situation comes into our life that shocks us or just stops us in a track when we decide to make a step of faith, when God gives us a word and we make a decision, I believe that we have an enemy of our soul that wants to stop you in your tracks. And we have a decision. Are we going to let him? Or are we going to resist him? 1 Peter 5.8, Satan prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour so stay alert. Come on, tell your person beside you, stay alert. Turn to the person on the other side and say, you really need to stay alert. <laughs> stay alert. This morning, I want to speak about let's clear the air. Let's clear the air. Do you know, what do you think in your mind when you hear that phrase, let's clear the air? Somebody shout out to me. What, 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 do, you, what do you think? There's a bad atmosphere. There's been an argument, you sort it out. There's problems in the church, so Stephen is now wanting to clear the air. So you know, the clearing the air is something that between two things, two people, there is something that's not right, an argument, a falling out. And we come, we say, let's clear the air. Let's just get everything into the open. Let's clear the air. Uh, and I had a dream. And this was my dream. Uh, I've written some things in here. What I saw was um, two atmospheres or two places. Uh, and this was actually what I seen. I seen the line coming down and there was a high sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. There was blessing. There was an awareness of God's presence. Uh, the plans and the promises of God. Uh, this is where... I believe God wants us to be living, not with our head in the clouds, but
But in that place of promise, in that place of uh, being close to Jesus, intimacy, blessing, the promises, being aware of his presence, being God, I just love your presence. And here, low level, earth, as we journey in our Christian life, uh, for a lot of people, there's that low sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, low awareness of God's presence. We have hopes, we have dreams, desires to change. God, I want to be like you. Uh, here, uh, surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. Jacob, as he saw just that ladder going from earth to heaven, and angels ascending and descending on it. The presence of God was there, and Jacob, this next morning, was like, surely God is in this place, and I wasn't aware of it. You know, I believe there is things in the atmosphere that keep us, that come and snatch away. I call them the birds of the air. And I believe if we want to move from here to here, not that we've reached the top of the ladder, but this is our journey. There is things that we have to pray into, birds of the air that we have to, we have to shout. We prayed about this one Tuesday night. Do you know when the birds of the air come? I mean, how many of us walking down Reform Street, the seagulls that just come sweeping? Do you know as I sat in City Square eating my Greg's sandwich? And I just turned away for a second. And it swooped down and took the sandwich right out of my hand. I had a bottle of water and I was just about to throw the bottle of water at it. <laughs> And I noticed the woman across from the table I was sitting at was looking at me. I thought, I want to kill that. That seagull. As it sat there and munched away on my Greg's sandwich. £2.59. That sandwich cost me. I got one bite. And I had to decide... Is it worth the fight? It wasn't. The birds of the air, the birds of prey. Um, and so I want to read um, Genesis chapter 15. This is where my main message uh, is going to be. Genesis chapter 15, uh, reading from verse 1 to 11. In fact, I'll read further. Genesis 15, the Lord's covenant promise to Abraham. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abraham, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all the blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliza of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own. So one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son, your own. 
who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, look into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Then Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possessions, to take you out, to take you in. But Abraham replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? And the Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut the animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abraham chased them away. But Abraham chased them away. Say it with me. But Abraham chased them away. Again, but Abraham chased them away. And as the sun was going down, Abraham fell into a deep sleep. And a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abraham, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years, but I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, you will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to the land for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. And after the sun went down, and darkness fell, Abraham saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants, all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River, the land now occupied by, and then there's lots of ites uh, there, the enemy had and do you know Jesus talks about Abraham looking ahead and seeing Jesus come but yet never saw it physically uh, and Abraham rejoiced at seeing that day and I'm like God what did Abraham see but you know God's promise over Abraham was I will protect you I will reward you I will give you many descendants so many you can't even count I'm going to bless you. And that is my promise. And how people made a covenant in those days. Uh, you can read it in Jeremiah. This is what they did. Uh, they would get animals and they would cut them in right in half, right down the middle. And they would lay uh, the, the halves each side. And then both of them would walk down that pathway of blood. Uh, and they were saying, this is my promise. This is my covenant to you. Uh, and if I break my promise, then may my life be like these animals. Yeah. I will just be like those dead, bloodied animals. And so God was making a promise to Abraham. And Abraham couldn't walk that path because Abraham couldn't keep his end of the covenant. 
God was making a covenant with him. Because our God is a covenant God. God is the one that keeps his promise. And what he says, he will do. Prepare a sacrifice. And so Abraham prepares that sacrifice to meet with God. Abraham obeyed. And now he is waiting for God to show up. Here he's waiting for God to show up. The carcasses. I mean, again, imagine sitting there, the smell, the blood. And Abraham wondering, how's God going to show up? What's going to happen? But in the waiting, the vultures come and try to pick and steal the dead carcasses. Vultures, unclean animals, and they would defile the sacrifice that Abraham had made. And the time in between was the time when the vultures came. And you know, I believe between the time when God has spoken to us and promised us, and when that actually happens, there is an in-between time. And let me tell you, the in-between time, the waiting time is always the hardest. Has anyone found that? Anyone ever found that? The vultures came. And that time of waiting, and Abraham had to do something about that. He had to get rid of those birds. How would you do it? You ever do that in Reform Street with pit, uh, seagulls now? They don't move, do they? Shh. Shh. But let me tell you, when you get a bit excited and you run towards a seagull, that will jump away. Abraham, I believe, had to. He was. Get away! He was probably flying about there like, get these animals away. There has to be some energy in it. Abraham knew he didn't want those vultures defiling his sacrifice for God. Do you know, spiritual vultures come in all different ways, I believe. There is things in and come into our life that distract us from experiencing all that God would have for us. The birds of the air, I believe we have demonic vultures. We have an enemy, Satan, who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The, the demonic, we have an enemy of our soul who wants to stop you in your track from your devotion and your love towards God. Is anyone with me here this morning? Do you know there is distractions? I am sure this was a distraction for Abraham as those birds came, trying to get his, his eyes off, get him involved in, in chasing after them. Do you know, I believe God, in fact, no God, the enemy, 
And life brings distractions into our life to take our eyes off who our eyes should be fixed on. Jesus. Circumstances, health issues, problems, situations, ministry, serving, good things. Do you know, the enemy doesn't just use bad things to distract us. Do you know how many of says, God, I just feel you've called me to this. And then four other opportunities arrive to do something else. And we're like, oh, the choice. The enemy brings good things into our life to distract us from what God has purpose for us to do. So we have distractions, destructive habits. Come on, what is, what is some of the other distractions? What are the things that keep us from experiencing all that God would have for us? Somebody shout out. I just need to hear another voice. Money. Yeah, money, the love of money. Uh, wanting more money can keep us. Yeah, anything else? Work. Yeah, work can keep us. Uh, busy, busy, busy. Um, feels good, doesn't it, when you are working? Feels good when you are working for Jesus? Thinking, Jesus is going to love me now. I mean, 130 hours this week I have worked for Jesus. The phone. You are right, Rosie. Social media. Anything else? Come on. Let me hear. The TV. Past failures. Yeah. The weather, yeah, you can get us down, get us distracted. What's the point, God? I thought you were going to bless us. God, it's raining. Disillusionment, Charlie, yeah. You haven't, yeah, totally. Any more? Doubt, rejection. Come on. Idol worshipping, yeah, idols. We think idol worship is only for the Old Testament and the New Testament, but we have idols Disappointment. I know for some of you, you don't, you're not allowed to shout out in church. Procrastination. Yeah. Because I, I do think, let's clear the air and let's get talking about some of this stuff. Demonic influences that will get us and block us and stop us. Distractions. Destructive habits. Do you know, that just cause shame and guilt. God, how can I really serve you when I keep falling into the same trap now, again, every day? I'm weak, God. And the enemy will be there whispering, you are right, you are weak. How can God love someone like you? It is the lies. That should be there as well, lies. Fear. Yeah. But I believe, in fact, let me ask you, what bird of prey is preying on you? Let's just think about that for a minute. What bird of prey? Or are you distracted 
If you've got a destructive habit that is in your life, if you have a bird of prey, then you need to pray about the bird. You need to pray. We need to come before God. It says there, humble yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We need to resist some of the things, distractions, demonic that come to our life. How do we do that? Well, I, I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. I have to do it. And you have to do it. And you have to ask God, God, how do I do that? People have allowed vultures to steal what was sown into their lives. People have allowed themselves to be contaminated by the vultures of sin, compromise, lust for other things. People have lost their first love because of the pursuit of other things that they are loving. Facebook, TV, whatever. They fail to drive the vultures away. And my encouragement, my challenge is for you, we need to drive some of these things away. And that happens first and foremost by prayer, coming before God. So I just sense, again, there's lies of the enemy coming to people here today. I sense it. You're now moving into condemnation mode. You're moving into condemnation. God, I am. That's me, God. I'm just rubbish. Don't do that. Know that you are loved, that you are a child of God. God wants the best for you. And this is not, we're going to put a chart and everyone's going to come out and go, where are you on the chart? Well, at least I'm better than some people. Not as good as Stephen. <laughs> Sorry, God. But we're all on a journey. And we all have things, birds of prey. I am been, well, I have and still am fighting with some of this stuff. When I come before God and he's saying, yes, yeah, Stephen, I'm going to do this. And you're going to see this. And suddenly, suddenly, just as we get ready to close, as we move into the New Testament, Jesus himself talks about seed being sown, doesn't he? We all know it, the parable of the, the sower. Uh, there in Mark chapter 4, it's in fact, it's in a few of the Gospels. Uh, and Jesus says this about this parable that he doesn't say about any other parable. If you can't understand this parable, how will you understand the other parables? That's the only parable that he says about this one. If you don't understand this, how are you going to understand all the other parables? The seed, God's word, God's promises to you, God's will and plans and purposes for you. God is saying, this is what I have plans to prosper you, to give you a future, to give you a hope. Not problem-free, but he's a plan for our future. 
the farmer is sowing God's word. You know, as you hear today, me talking about the blessing that we have in Jesus Christ, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. I am sowing seed. I am sowing seed. You are a child of God. There's another seed. You are loved. More seed. God loves you so much. More seed. Do you know, God has great plans for you and Sandy, Rosie. More seed. More seed. And Jesus talks about the enemy coming to steal the seed. And it says that the enemy comes immediately to steal that seed because he doesn't want it planted. Because if it is planted, then there is, there is scope for it growing and being fruitful. Jesus talks about they don't understand the word that was sown and the seed is sown, but Satan comes and steals it right away. How many of us, as we have been enjoying the service and we have a word from the front or in the preach or in the worship, God speaks to you and you're like, wow, God, I am going to take on the world. And we go through these doors and we get back into the house Gone. Someone speaks to you the wrong way. Who does that person think they are? Seed gone. No deep roots was the other one. Shallow, bursts of joy. Going for it, God. But when trouble comes, they fall away. See that so many times. The seed that was sown with the weeds and everything that just comes and chokes the life out of it. You know, worry, anxiousness, the lure and lust for wealth, wanting things, distraction of life, just everything just crowds out the seed that God wants to plant in your heart. And then Jesus talks about a fourth one, where people accept and obey the word. They hold fast to God's word and they keep it close to them and they live it and they pray it and they speak it out. David says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I know what I am like. And you know what you're like. And unless I hold fast to God's word and God's promises, I'm going to get the life out, choked out of me. If I start to enter into anxiety and anxiousness. But God wants to bless our lives. Tell yourself, God wants to bless my life. Again, Convince yourself. Have a word with yourself. God wants to bless my life. Come on. Come on, let me hear this section. Come on. Thank you. What about this section? What about you guys online? Let me hear you. Thank you. We got it. What about this section? Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. So they asked Paul Yongicho a question. They said, what is, what's the key to the incredible breakthroughs in your life? Because he has known some incredible breakthroughs in his life. And he answered, I pray. 
and I obey. I pray, and I obey. I pray, and I obey. Pray and obey. There is no other way. There was a lot of serious faces there, so I had to just do something. I just had to do something to bring a smile on your face. Uh, I pray and I obey. Come on, let's stand. Because I want God to do something. Yeah, just want to just leave just some time. Let the Holy Spirit just come. Come, Holy Spirit. 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 Father, today would you come and show us just some of those birds of prey that just seek to destroy our life. Come on, just begin to ask the Holy Spirit. Come, 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 Holy Spirit. Yesterday I had a word for the ladies, and I just feel God wants me to repeat it. And what I had was that I could, uh, the Lord showed me was someone in their mind was constantly saying i can't i can't i won't i can't i won't i can't i won't i want to god but i can't and it was a repeat button and god says it's time to change that repeat button because see so often the battle is going on up here and we have to make that choice and i know it's difficult but god is saying that we have to change that repeat to scripture I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Lord, I can do this because you have called me. You have equipped me. And it's our thinking. We have to start changing our thinking and making the choice. It's easy just to sit back and say, well, God going to do it. But he's asking us to step up, to be obedient, and to get the truth of his word and believe it and speak it out and declare it until we, we know it in our hearts and in our minds. Yeah, thank you, Father. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, right now we come and we stand in authority and the power that we have because of Jesus. And Father, we just declare right now and come against our thinking, Father, our stinking thinking. Lord, will you forgive us? Forgive each one of us, Father, as we go down that rabbit hole of that stinking thinking. And Lord, I just declare right now that we pull back and we fix our eyes on you, Jesus, and we make a choice today 
Today we make a choice to stand on the truth of your word that I declare that I am a child, that I am called, I am equipped, I am blessed. I have power and authority in my life. Father, for each one of us, I declare that over us, over our minds that, Father, we can take back, Lord, the thinking we are in control, Father. Our thinking cannot control us. We take it back, Father, and we, by the power of your word, take it back in the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah. Let's stay open to just what God uh, is wanting to say. Do you know how many here today have just noticed, uh, I'm just going to go through, I just feel these three things of the demonic uh, attack, distractions and destructive habits. How many here today just feel that you are in a cycle where uh, you just can't seem to break um, you seem to move forward for a bit, but then you're just 10 steps back again. I know that in life, there is that forward, back, but you know, but there's just something that's unusual. There's just something in your life that's just not right. And there's just a, a sense of the demonic, now I'm not saying you're demon possessed. Don't be thinking like that. But the enemy of our soul wants to wear you down. And he'll just come and keep coming at you. Uh, and I just sense that for some people, you've just been, been kept, there's something just keeps coming against you, against you, against you, against you. And as much as you try and get by it, you are uh, just getting worn down. Is there anyone here? Why don't you put your hand up? Uh, if you feel that's you. If you feel that's you. Yeah, just keep your hand up. Right up. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. 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 Yeah, thank you Jesus. Jesus, we just come against. Lord, these demonic influences, Lord, that are just trying to wear down your children. Lord, and we just choose today. Lord, I pray that you'll just put a tenacity, Lord, in these dear people, that they would just be that, Lord, resisting of the enemy. Lord, give them a strategy. Lord, give them a strategy, Father God, to know, Lord, what is it that they need to do. Lord, give them that fight. Lord, would you put a fight in them, Lord God. Lord, a fight, Lord. Let a fight be in them, Lord God. Lord, do something in their heart today. Lord, even that, just knowing that you are on their side. What about distractions? Anyone just feel that they are just distracted by things? Come on, put your hand up. There's just distractions coming in your life. Or maybe that you're just, you just seem to be, just keep giving into the distractions. And Father God, Lord, I ask, and for those online, that you would just bring just that blinkering. Lord, that you would help, Lord, these people, Lord, just to focus and to fix their eyes on you. Lord, I am asking that you will give them the strength to say no to the distractions. Lord, that, that just the, that the flesh is weak. 
But Lord, there'll just be again a tenacity not to be distracted by worldly things. Even by some of the good things. By TV, by media. But Lord, that there'll be a focus. Lord, just calm. I just sense Jesus just coming and he's like putting his hands on uh, just your eyes and he is looking straight into your eyes he's saying just keep your eyes fixed on me just keep your eyes fixed on me Peter when he looked at the wind and the waves began to sink he had to keep his eyes fixed on Jesus but the other things distracted him and he began to flounder And Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. I know, Father, that many things come against us. And so I pray just that heavenly blinkering. Lord, to keep our eyes fixed on you. And here's the last one. How many people just feel that there's a destructive habit in your life? You know, the thing with habits is we don't probably feel the effects of it early. But it's just a habit that's just being, you know, unbelief. You know, worry. Well, I'm just a worrier. You know, that's a destructive habit that God wants to break. You know, sin is definitely a destructive habit where we are just longing for other things to feed that flesh. And I'll tell you, the enemy will lure you into destructive habits. Come on, try this. This is nice. Do you know, alcohol, sex, pornography, eating. Do you know, destructive habits... Is there anyone? I know this is probably a harder one to admit that I've got a destructive habit. Father, I break the cycle of destructive habits. Lord, I am asking that you would just bring in your strength, wisdom. Father God, for the cycle to be broken. Bring breakthrough, Jesus, I ask. For those again watching online, break that cycle of destructive habits. Habitual. It's just something habitual. Break the cycle, I ask in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We've got a few minutes left. And I would love us just to, again, just to to pray together. 
you know, you may be here today and you just need someone to lay hands on you. Annette and I will be here and we will gladly uh, lay hands on you to pray. But I wonder if we can just going to finish with a closing song uh, in a moment. But I wonder if we can just turn to in groups, five, six. Do you know, we're the family of God. Please don't be embarrassed. And pray the blessing of God. Pray the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Do you know, in your group, how else will someone get a word of encouragement, a word of knowledge, some wisdom, do you know, in the group? Uh, and we are the body of Christ.